Bet365 sponsors our podcast and features over 300,000 sporting events on their betting app. It's got everything you'll ever need to bet on sport. This weekend, Dortmund are playing Eintracht Frankfurt. Do you think they will get back to winning ways? Bet365 offers a wide range of markets, including first, last or any time markets. Bet365 is the world's favorite online sport betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Steikast, the Zabina edition. Sparkling Bayern thought they had it in the can against RB Leipzig, but they bottle it. As Werner and Zabitzer failed to down high percentage shots and grab two zeros instead. Elsewhere, an indefensible Dortmund drink the Kool-Aid again to leave Lucien Favre high and dry. All of this and more on Stahlkast. Hello, I'm Raphael Hornigstein and I'm delighted to have two experts who braved the storm in Germany this weekend and can tell me all about it today. Christoph Biermann of Elf Freunde and Jonathan Harding from Deutsche Welle are here with me. Christoph, the big game between Bayern and Leipzig on Sunday finished scoreless. Are you one of football's nil-nilists, believing that all goalless draws are effectively meaningless? Or can we read anything into it? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, uh, they are uh, by definition not meaningless because it, it gives one point to each team. But uh, I, I, it, it was a bit of a disappointment uh, being being a goal, uh, being a goalless uh, top match like this. I mean, there were, as you said, uh, both teams had big chances to score. Goretzka, Zabitzer uh, and Werner missed a sitter. And uh, but but altogether, it, it was a good good game to watch, but not a terrific match. And what did it tell us about the two teams' respective chances in the title race? It was not uh, the game I expected, or the game that, as it looked like in, in the in the first fifty minutes, because in the beginning it seemed that uh, if Bayern would uh, would eat. Uh, Leipzig up, and um, as they so often, as they so often did in in the past. So you have a contender for the title coming to uh, Munich, and they they will be destroyed. I mean, uh, Borussia Dortmund. Uh, um, it happened to Borussia Dortmund uh, quite often uh, in the last years, and and also other teams. But I, I was impressed how. Um, how RB Leipzig came back after these uh, very difficult first 15, uh, 20 minutes. And so uh, the title race is more open uh, than I uh, would expect it to be uh, after the match. To stick with spurious soft drink metaphors, the champions were not Bayern-like, more Bayern-light. A surprise to you, Jonathan, as well? A little bit, yeah. I, you know, Following on with that, I'd probably say the only player that wasn't diet was probably Thiago because uh, he was really the only player that I thought had an so excellent... full fat Thiago. Yeah, full fat Thiago. No, no semi-skim Thiago this evening. Um, he was he was fantastic, but it's it's it was odd to me that that Leipzig's attempt to sort of maybe tactically surprise Bayern by playing a little bit deeper and not being so aggressive early on really nearly backfired. As Christoph said, they were you know men against boys in that situation, and Bayern really should have been the full fat Bayern and should have taken advantage. Um, and it was a surprise that they didn't. And I feel like because they didn't, it felt like both teams were not really sure about how the rest of the game was going to play out because, uh, at least recently under Flick, 
it seems like they've really done well when they've started well. And normally that includes a goal in the first 20 minutes. So maybe Bayern Light is just Bayern not scoring early on and they've got to figure out a way to, to deal with that going forward. Yeah, I completely agree. What, what I found was interesting was when they initially broke through on the wings but couldn't quite get the last ball right. You felt as if a goal was inevitable. But then Leipzig had one or two sort of half-baked counter-attacks, which I thought got Bayern thinking and started to see them a bit more cautious. And that's when Leipzig came into the game. And that's exactly what happened in the second second half, wasn't it? Nagelsmann was saying afterwards that um, uh, he he was um, very much going on counter-attacks because he had uh, kind of spotted it as a as a weak spot uh, uh, for, for Bayern in in uh, recent weeks, even under under Flick, and I think you could see it. And and as you said, they you could see after 15, 20 minutes, you could see how Bayern started to think and being more cautious against against his counter attacks, and especially in the second half uh, with the two big chances, um, um, it it really cooled Bayern uh, down a bit. So, um, yeah, but, but I, I found it altogether quite surprising. And in, in a way, it was more mature by uh, Leipzig than I would have expected. It was more mature at the same time. You could say it's yet another top game of theirs where they only really perform well for one half uh, and come up away, come away with a draw. It happened uh, in the game against Dortmund. It happened against Bayern when they first met in September. It happened against Borussia Mönchengladbach as well. Now, if you're Nagelsmann, you can say we're unbeaten in all of these games. But you can also say if you want to win the title, you need to beat your opponents at least. Yeah, but very so where do you stand? Very obviously, um, uh, Leipzig is not a kind of Finnish team. So they are still a team in... In, in making and 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 I think even uh, for Nagelsmann it might be difficult to to judge uh, to be happy uh, getting a point from there or uh, to be unhappy not 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 winning it if you're able to 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 dominate more this uh, top matches or if you're happy with with what you got out of them so far um, uh, maybe it's not. Um, this year already, where they are going to the end to and, and win the the title, but you you could you could can almost feel it that there is a team growing. But they do is... give themselves a chance, don't they? I mean, I know I totally agree that maybe you're not going to win the title if you draw these games, but at least you give yourself a chance by drawing. Whereas I think some other teams, I think one of them we're about to talk about, if you don't win these games and you lose them, you don't even give yourself a chance. So I think that maturity thing is really important because. Even I think both coaches said after the game, yeah, we were actually quite happy with a nil-nil draw. Or at least Hansi Flick seemed to suggest that because it's a, it's a mature way to play. It's a sensible way to play. You don't lose your heads and you do take something from the game rather than taking nothing. And ultimately, that's not going to win you anything. I, I tend to agree with you. At the same time, I thought their performance in the first 25 minutes or so was so passive and so cautious that they could have easily lost the game and, and perhaps lost all chances to win the title then. So they, they rode their luck a little bit. But what... If we know now that RB Leipzig are still a work in progress, if they're still maturing, which is exactly what we knew before, what what do we know about this Bayern side? Are we in a little bit more doubt as to where they truly are in respect to their own aspirations and uh, you know ambitions, John? No, I think they're in a great spot. I mean, I don't think this puts them back. I think it gives them food for thought, obviously, but they didn't lose the game. And 
you know, look at the form that they had going into this. They were on such a streak. After that Gladbach defeat, they won every single game. And I, I think they're in a really great spot. I think the last time I probably didn't give them enough of credit for where they were, but I think Hansi Flick is doing an excellent job. I don't know whether they're going to win everything they want to win this season, but um, I think they have now said, you know, I think by this kind of performance, even if it wasn't the best of Bayern, um, there was certainly enough there to say that they still consider themselves the team to beat. I, I wouldn't bet against them, let's just say it that way. <laughs> Well, here's my concern. But after the game, both Müller and uh, Thiago said that they were missing a, a certain energy in the second half. Now, you can, of course, say that relates to the passing game, that relates to being a bit more cautious, a bit slower, keeping the fullbacks back. But to me, it also could easily describe the lack of third, final third dynamism and, and fluidity that we saw in the second half. And I think that might go back to some of the problems that are beginning to pile up personnel-wise. Serge Gnabry is not quite ready yet after his injury. You could see that he was struggling. Perisic was in the stands with a brace, having had ankle injury, ankle surgery. Um, there is no um, fit Kingsley Coleman. We saw him just come back for a few minutes after being out since October. And I'm wondering if a buy-in side that don't have quite the, the end product um, on these wide areas can actually be a serious contender for the Champions League. It'll be enough to win the league, I agree. But can they win the Champions League if they don't get their wing play perfectly right, Christoph? I don't see them as, as a serious contender for winning the, the Champions League. I mean, you mentioned all the problems they have, um, the lack of, of backup in, in, in certain uh, positions. So um, um, oh, I, I think I said it already before, I think they will win the Bundesliga, but, but I, I think uh, uh, at whatever stage um, of the Champions League, um, uh, they will go out. And um, uh, I, do, I don't see them as among the top, top teams in, in Europe right now. Do we do we not all think that they will beat Chelsea though, or is that just me? I think they will beat Chelsea. I'm just slightly more worried than I was before this game because you can <laughs> see the weakness on in transition, and I'm I'm mostly worried about that lack of 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 wing play. If if they can't get sort of the dynamism and the the penetration through Müller making central runs and Goretzka joining up with with Lewandowski, uh, then it becomes very difficult, uh, especially if they're afraid to push the fullbacks up and that was my big concern and my big worry uh, as a takeaway from this game yeah that seems fair enough I mean I I would say though I think you know Coman's coming back I know he's just coming back but I think that's encouraging uh, Davis was really excellent again what a discovery he's been this season I think there are there seem to be enough signs to suggest that that final third delivery and dynamism is just around the corner okay we'll have to wait and see if you're right Jonathan Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that takes the work out of dressing well. It's a fun and light touch. To get started, go to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash athletic. Fill in a style quiz and tell Stitch Fix about your personal style and aesthetic, budget, size and shape, fit challenges, clothing needs and wants. And it's low risk. For your stylist's time, you pay a styling charge of just £10, which is deducted from the cost of anything you decide to buy. You try before you buy at home. Delivery and returns are free both ways. No subscription necessary. 
Get started with Stitch Fix today and support our podcast by going to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash athletic right now. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X dot co.uk forward slash athletic. Now from a game that didn't provide any goals to a game that had goals overflowing. Um, and I'm talking, of course, uh, about the 4-3 between Bayer Leverkusen and Dortmund. Yet another example of Dortmund self-destructing and losing a game that they should have easily won. Jonathan, you were there. How was it for you? Oh, it's a fantastic game to watch for the neutral. Uh, not a great game if you're into defending. Um, and quite frankly, it just seems a bit like a broken record. You know, Borussia Dortmund do all of the hard work. You know, we talk about the adjectives that you could use to describe Jaden Sancho's performance. He was brilliant again. The attacking play was excellent. There's so much to say about this team going forward. And yet, leading with 10 minutes to go, you still don't know whether Borussia Dortmund are going to win the game. And uh, as it turned out, they didn't. And it's, and it's almost not even surprising anymore. Um, that is sort of who they are now. And I think that's the hard part. Right? It was very interesting because Leverkusen seemed to have accepted that they're going to play the kind of football that is basically on a knife's edge every single week. You know, Peter Bosch, really aggressive, will either win 4-3 or will lose 5-3. And they seemed to be okay with that. At least they seem to have accepted it. Bristol Dortmund, on the other hand, I don't think they've accepted that this is just the team they are now. Um, I think they want too many things. It's not possible to be everything that they want. And they can keep going down that path, but they're never going to win any titles if they do. And I can only imagine the frustration that must uh, must be in that dressing room. Um, and I really... You know, I. I don't know how you go from week to week with the same kind of errors in defence. Lucien Favre must be tearing his hair out. I thought Mats Hummel said afterwards, we have to be, what he said was pertinent, we have to be more active when we're leading. Uh, I think that's absolutely true, but I think it extends beyond that. I think it just requires a certain ability of, of we're going to see this through and we, we won't be so porous, we won't be so aggressive. I just, we've said it all before about Dortmund, but... The fact that we have said it all before and we're still here talking about it is a problem. Well, you said it's entertaining for neutral, but I have to tell you, I find it really hard to watch. It's like watching some kind of horror, really bad horror film, which always follows the same pattern and leaves a lot of people uh, lying on the floor afterwards. Um, Christoph, you are a an avowed favorista. <laughs> Can you defend the indefensible? Oh, I'm listening. Um, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> what, what you can see um, in Dortmund is that they are um, in a kind of uh, repair mode in um, uh, the in the winter break. So what they did um, is uh, they brought in Haaland uh, to solve the problems uh, they had, uh, not having a proper number nine. Now they have. And they brought in Emre Chan, uh, who uh, played for the first time on um, on Saturday, scoring that uh, terrific goal. And I think uh, he comes in to uh, to help with the two main problems uh, that they have. One is defending, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so so to to strengthen the uh, defense's stability. But I think they also brought him in because he is this kind of humorless, I always want to win mentality uh, guy. 
um, who is also, um, that's an element that uh, is lacking a bit as Borussia Dortmund. So when you're not only watching a game they had in Leverkusen, but also the one in the German Cup in, uh, yes. at Bremen. Uh, Same so story. It, 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 no, probably a bit different story, because what, what, what you could see in, in Bremen is uh, that they... Um, comp I mean, they, they, they didn't uh, take... Uh, take place in the uh, first half and that is also a problem that Borussia Dortmund uh, is having sometimes um, they, they they are a, a kind of moody team so when they were in the good <laughs> mood uh, they um, they they are uh, fantastic to watch but but sometimes they are they need some time to uh, to realize that uh, the whole thing uh, thing has already started as you could see in, in Bremen and they played a, a, a terrific a second half in Bremen but but in the end they lost and uh, and and I don't know I mean if 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 that's because you're you're asking me to defend Favre um, if it really has to do uh, with with the uh, kind of coaching he's doing or if it it has to do with the kind of group of player uh, players he has um, my answer would be um, it's probably more, more the players than the the coach, but who will decide? I think it's a difficult one. Um, it was interesting to see Michel talk, the sports director, talk about mistakes that are being made again and again for a long time, he was saying. It sounded very much like code um, here, look over there, there's the manager to me. Uh, maybe I'm misinterpreting that. It was also really interesting to see Emre Chan say, well, um, we, we get a lot of the basics wrong. Sometimes we drop off when we should push up. Sometimes we push up when we should drop off. He was then asked if it's a question of um, organization in terms of uh, somebody calling the shots. He denied that. So he basically seemed to be saying Dortmund collectively don't know how to defend. I think it's very difficult not to point the finger at Favre at some stage and say he has so much talent at his disposal surely he must be getting more out of them. Yeah, he has got so much talent, but he also has a lot of young players. And, and, and you could see um, uh, maybe this moody thing is, is, is wrong. Maybe sometimes it's also um, that you, it's a, uh, um, that it's more like um, the, the level of concentration uh, they, they, they bring uh, into a game is, is, um, is changing. So not, not only when you, when you look at Sancho, who can have a, a fantastic second half, but uh, you don't see him in the first half or something like this, uh, or, but you also have young defenders or relatively young defenders. And maybe it's, it's, it's the ability to be concentrated for, for 90 minutes and not so much uh, the organization. Okay, one word on uh, Leverkusen before we move on Jonathan you saw them live in action you saw them celebrate a pretty big win which felt like very momentous and important for their race for the Champions League what does that tell us for us I mean will they as you said continue just to be hot and cold and unpredictable or will they find a bit more stability I think they'll stay unpredictable that's kind of what the uh, the, the thing that their identity is I mean I'd never seen Peter Bosch smile so much after the game <laughs> I think he's got to hold on to that uh, if Kevin Folland can be more consistent then they have a real chance I think this is the best game of his career and if he does that not only will Leverkusen finish in the top four but he might be on the plane uh, 
this summer for Germany. Um, but a lot of things depend on how they defend. Uh, they got on the right side of a thrilling game, but they've been on the wrong side plenty of times so far this season. It's possible it can happen again. I wonder where that plane is going to because all the games are in Munich, and I'm sure there <laughs> there will be many more games, many more games after that. But that's for another day. That's for another day. Germany um, always flies rough. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, now, to a team who's not certainly not quite flying, at least they weren't last week, was uh, was Hertha, of course. Two defeats, knocked out in the cup by Schalke in extra time, and then a painful 3-1 defeat at home to Mainz 05. What's going on, Christoph Biermann? Big city club, Christoph. What's happening? <laughs> well, there is a big city club. It's called Union Berlin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You will get your segment on Berlin. Uh, on Union. Wait, just wait. Um, uh, I mean, that that uh, uh, it was a, a terrible game to watch. Um, Hertha against Mainz and uh, Hertha deserved to lose it. And... Um, and and now they, I mean, they are six points clear from the relegation place. But uh, uh, I think they will 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 be in the um, relegation fight till the end of the season. Um, because yeah, because why? It's it's um, because it's 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 a very average team, and now it's a, an average team there where some operations are going on. They brought in Piontek, the uh, um, new star striker from Milan, and uh, uh, Cunha will be coming uh, soon, um, who they transferred from, from Leipzig to strengthen the quality in, uh, in the attack. And... Um, on the other hand side, um, Hertha is still playing a very defensive football because I think Klinsmann has analyzed that they are very vulnerable. Uh, but now you're playing defensive football, uh, conceding uh, three goals at home. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, it's it's no fun at all at the moment here with the, in the big city. Okay, we should also mention that Hertha's Jordan Torinariga was reportedly subjected to racist taunts in the game against Schalke. We hope that uh, the perpetrators, if they are indeed identified, will be severely punished. Now, we have to talk Union Berlin, but we also have to talk Bremen. Uh, luckily for us, they played each other. So where, where do you want to start? Christoph, you are chomping at the bit to talk about your beloved Union. Go. <laughs> um, yeah, I was in Bremen and, um, uh, to, to see the match. And um, from the, I, I take the Werder perspective first because I think it was one of the uh, most depressing uh, games in recent years. It was not only the fifth home defeat in a row. Um, in the league, I mean, they, three days before they had beaten Borussia Dortmund four days ago, and um, and it was well deserved. And I think that was the um, that was the most shocking aspect uh, about it all. If if you if you come out of a, a, a terrific cup match and everybody is flying, everybody is euphoric. You have defeated Borussia Dortmund, and then you. You play against Union Berlin, and you say everybody's saying, "Yeah, yeah, they are tough to uh, to play against." But um, but in the end, yeah, you you have to defeat them, and and at the end, uh, you you leave the the pitch, you leave the stadium, and 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 think, um, uh, yeah, that was uh, absolutely deserved that we lost it. Um, uh, I think. 
uh, Werder Bremen is in now uh, in the biggest crisis in, in, in many, many years. Because to me, it looked, it, it looked as if um, the, the, the plan that um, Florian Kofeld has for, for the team, uh, as if it uh, wouldn't work. You, you didn't have the feeling that there was a kind of lack of mentality or they, they didn't fight or so. But the approach, playing this nice kind of passing football that Werder uh, tries to play, uh, uh, I think it's inappropriate if you, if you want to, um, to stay in the Bundesliga. So my per perspective on, on uh, Werder Bremen is bleak right now. I mean, Jonathan, the, the question is, can they change and should they change? I mean, we saw Werder Bremen succeed to an extent with very gung-ho attacking football uh, last season. Can they now go into a more, I don't know, pragmatic style without losing their identity altogether? I think the best coaches do do that. And now this is really the most important part of, of Florian Kofert's career. He's had the highs, he's had the praise, and he had Werder Bremen close to, to getting into Europe. And now I think we have to see the the... Uh, ability in his coaching in his coaching because he has to change I think he has to recognize you know as Christoph said it's not possible to play in the situation that they're in the way that they're playing at the moment I think the best coaches recognize that and changed for the benefit of the team uh, I think it's great that the board are giving him support because I do think often you know we decisions are made and you bring in a short-term manager just to survive if you think that the manager in place has the ability to make those changes, then absolutely stick by him. But he has to make them. I mean, they look nice, especially against the big teams in, in, in the Bundesliga. So, I mean, they, uh, the match against Borussia Dortmund was probably the, uh, uh, the perfect example. But they, I mean, they lost at home to Union Berlin. They, they lost 0-5 against Mainz. They lost at home to Paderborn. And, and so on and, and so on. And I mean, if, if you play uh, a, a good games against the top teams and maybe you get a draw out of it or so, it's uh, normally, if, if you're in the relegation fight, it's, it's a kind of bonus. But you have to win against your competitors down, uh, uh, down from, from, from the lower regions of the table. And... Um, Obviously, Werder Bremen is not able to do it, and and at home, I mean, they have their last they the last home win was in September, and uh, that's uh, they scored eight goals at home. I mean, that's all numbers um, for for teams that go down. In the next week, they play at Leipzig. They have Borussia Dortmund at home again. They have Frankfurt at home. So, ooh, I. Uh, they they are in a very very uh, um, difficult uh, situation and to me they look as if they are the um, team that is worst equipped for for this relegation fight. So if you compare them with the Paderborns and the uh, Fortuna Düsseldorf's and the Union Berlins of of the Bundesliga, um, uh, I, 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 they, they, there is this kind of fighting spirit and pragmatism and so on and so on. And um, Werder Bremen is not having it. I mean, it, it's a very, it was, uh, again, a very nice experience to go to Bremen. It's, it's a fantastic club with a fantastic stadium, very nice people and, and, and so on. And, but but um, I would be surprised um, 
uh, if they don't go down. Wow. Uh, well, as you said, Bremen can look nice against big teams, but no one will accuse Union Berlin of looking nice against anyone in the league. Nevertheless, they got the points again and they look increasingly safe. What's going on, Christoph? Yeah, but, but they're playing better also. I mean, it's, it's, um, I think the per perception of, of uh, Union Berlin as the <laughs> gritty underdog that is only uh, biting his way through the Bundesliga is, 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 is not, not correct. I think they play slightly better uh, already and you could see it. Um, uh, in Bremen and uh, so and also Yunus Mali is uh, had his first impact in the um, he was he was coming on loan from Wolfsburg where he didn't had a chance to play and he is looking to uh, pile up some uh, playing time because he wants to play for Turkey at the European Championship and he was um, important in the build-up of the first goal uh, that uh, Union had in um, in Bremen and uh, so but, but I, I you're right I mean they are not the um, uh, yeah, they, they are not actually playing the beautiful game but it's uh, it's another kind of beauty and they're very good in it but they are also very uh, so very well organized and um, and, and um, that's not um, that helps them a lot because I mean they, they are the team uh, in the league with the um, second smallest wage bill uh, I think only Paderborn has uh, has less money on their hands to, for, for the team. And so I think uh, they do it uh, perfectly well right now. Thank you, gents. That's all we got time for. Remember, you can read about all things Bundesliga and else on The Athletic. And you can sign up for the 40% discount if you use the code GERMANPOD. That's theathletic.co.uk forward slash GERMANPOD.